So hey, if I haven't met you yet, my name is Chow. I am one of the pastors here, and uh, I get the privilege of leading the, the Connections team. I'm the Connections pastor, and on behalf of our lead pastors, Pastor Joshua and Pastor Kyra, we just want to welcome you, and we want to say hello. If you're, if you're new here, if you're first time here, we just celebrate you. So church, come on, give it up for our new guests in here today. And we also want to celebrate our online family as well. We have so many people tuning in from just so many different areas of the United States, California, Florida, New York, and all over the nation. And uh, actually, just this week, my wife and I, Krizia, actually, Krizia is in the room right here as well, too, in the front row. So church, <laughs> celebrate Kriz. It's uh, HL Kids director. And so, yeah, her and I, we had the privilege this week of just getting some time away uh, from, from Gaithersburg, from Maryland. And so a large part of what we do is we pour out throughout the week and we're connecting with people and we're ministering to people, we're praying for people. And uh, we're just like, you know what? Let's just get away, have some intentional family time, um, explore something new. And so we actually went to Delaware for the first time. And uh, we've never been there before. And so for, for us, I was like, man, like it's three hours away. It's not too far away, but it's far enough where you don't really see too much of what we know. And so we were able to go to Rehoboth Beach, and uh, amazing time on over there. The sun was, was great. And then during one of the days, we actually went to one of the restaurants on over there. And so it was about lunchtime. So there was uh, nobody there because the restaurant was just opening up. And we ordered our meal, our meal and the food was so good. And uh, as we were paying for our meal, uh, a guy comes out of the kitchen in the back and walks out towards the front of the building where we were at. And they're like, hey, guys, by any chance, are you from Highlight Church? And I'm like, God, we, we just left away for a little bit just to get away, get something different. And this guy's like, yeah, I follow you guys online, and uh, I tune in every single Sunday, and it's just amazing what God is doing. So church, can we just celebrate that? People tuning in from every area of the nation. And Nate, if you're joining us right now, man, I love you, man, and keep shining a light in uh, Delaware where you're at. But no, thank you guys for your generosities because it enables us to really just live stream to all different areas. And yeah, so if you are new here today, I want to encourage you to make sure you stop on by next week. Our pastor, Pastor Joshua, is going to be leading us into a brand new series called Generations. And it's just about how to step into the promise that God has given us long ago. So you don't want to miss out on that next week. And church, how was Easter weekend last weekend for you guys? Wasn't that a powerful time? Wasn't that incredible? Man, it was our first time that we had three worship experiences here at the Granary Row building. And man, just so much breakthrough that occurred. Our 1045 experience, like people were giving up their seats for first-time guests. It was so powerful. And um, we had Urban Alma there as well, too, with the tacos. And thank you, uh, Louie and Rashawn, for just making, making tacos. Um, but what, what really stuck out to me, the, the biggest winning point for me, was just the amount of decisions that was made for Jesus that entire day. And just the life change that says, yes, I will follow Christ. And before, we actually have an accurate number to give you. But before we give you this number, I want to let you have the, the biblical perspective or the biblical model on what it looks like to celebrate when one person returns to Christ. So the Bible tells us in Luke that when, when one sinner, when one person returns back to the Lord, when they repent, all of heaven celebrate. There is great joy in heaven. So church, when I give you this number, you guys better be ready to celebrate. You better be ready to praise God. Come on. All right. So the amount of number that we had for life change was 15 lives changed forever. Come on, put your hands together. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. To him be the glory. 
Amen. Let's praise God. And we, we want to say thank you for our superheroes as well, too, what we call our volunteers. Without you guys saying yes and serving, we, we wouldn't have been able to, as a church, reach people that may not have yet to know who Jesus was. And, and some of you may be in this room right now, and we just celebrate you for making that decision, for saying yes to Jesus. But whether you know it or not, when you first give your life to Christ, it's, it's not the end-all, be-all when you just raise your hand and say, yes, I believe in Jesus but now you actually started on a journey. You started on a faith journey. In the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus said, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give him a life and a life to the full. Other translation says an abundant life, a rich and satisfying life. And so here at Highlight Church, we believe that this life is, is true life. That's what we call it. True life happens when we say yes to Jesus and a, a thought or principle that I want to give you that in our, in, our, in our journey to experience true life, it happens through steps, right? In our journey to experience true life, it happens through steps. And we're all in that journey together of finding true life uh, in, in Jesus. And uh, another thought that I wanted to give you is that when you, when you do say yes to Jesus, God doesn't expect you to be perfect. He doesn't expect you to have it all together but he does expect you to take steps to grow in your faith. He does ex expect you to move forward in the area of true life. And so that's God's vision for you. That's God's vision for your life. And uh, another principle is that every desired outcome in your life happens through steps. Every desired outcome in your life happens through steps. Show of hands here. How many of you guys are parents? How many of you guys have kids? So a good, a good amount of you guys. So you know the desired outcome is for your child to walk, right? But before the child can walk, there are different stages or different steps that has to take place before it can walk. And so uh, even with Elena right now, uh, when, when, when she was born, the first thing that she had to do was she had to learn how to flip over, right? And then the, the, the step after that was she learned have to, she had to learn how to sit up on her own. Right, And then after what, we're, we're doing the baby waddle right now currently to, to help her with, her with her first steps. And so there are steps that need to take place. And another one is if you guys are in med school, if you guys become, want to become a doctor, there are steps to that, right? You've got to go to high school. You've got to graduate college. You're undergrad. You've got to apply for med school, residency. So as you see, every desired outcome in life, there are steps required to take place. And so the thought is you grow when you take steps. You grow when you take steps, especially when it comes to your faith. And I wanted to point out it's not about works, Right? It's not like we can do anything to earn God's love or his approval, but God plainly lays out in Scripture just some tangible things that as we do them, as we listen and as we obey, we experience God in a brand new way. And so that's what I wanted to unpack for us today is uh, taking steps towards true life, your journey that you're on. And really that's God's vision for you is to experience that true life, to find that fulfilling life. And uh, the passage that I wanted to give you here is found in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. And if you guys don't have your Bibles, it's going to be on the screen. It says this, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. They are most blessed. And so what's the principle from here? The principle is that when God's people, when we don't know God's plan, when we don't know his vision for our lives, we're going to be stumbling through life. And God never designed life for us to just, for us to stumble through life, but he wants us to have that, that, that true life, 
right? And another principle over here is that it says, but when they attend to what he reveals, when we actually put into action what we find out within scripture, what's the result? We're most blessed, right? How many of you guys want to get blessed in this room? Amen. Amen. All right. So church, I want to present to you guys a message today entitled Next Steps. This is a standalone message. And if you guys are taking notes, if you guys want to write a subtitle, it's entitled Taking Steps Towards True Life. Taking Steps Towards True Life. And no matter where you're at in your faith journey, there's always a next step for you. There's always a next step for you, no matter where you're at in your journey. And so what I want to do this morning is to illustrate this by just the three chairs that I have up here. And chances are, what we found out as a church, is if you're sitting in this room right now, you're going to fall within three categories, three groups or three chairs, right? Uh, but in order to determine which chair that you, uh, you're currently sitting in, I believe that you have to identify where you're currently at. Because when, you're, when you identify where you're currently at, it lets you know what step you are on and what's the next step that you need to take. All right, and so let's go here to the first chair. I'm going to sit backwards on here. You guys remember back in, in high school, you'd be the cool guy at the lunch table. you sit back like this, right? But for this illustration, we're, we're going to sit back here. So, all right, if you're sitting in this chair right now, there may be something that you're searching for in life. There's some type of void that, that you feel that you can't quite explain. You're searching for an answer for life's trouble. And chances are, if that's what you're going through right now, if you're searching for something, your first step is to know Jesus. Everybody say, know Jesus. Know Jesus. So this is the the first and most important step of faith, is to know Jesus. And more more particularly, it's accepting Jesus as Lord. Show of hands here. How many of you guys ever had Sprint as a cell phone carrier? Some of you guys going, all right. So at one point, Chrizzy and I, we, we had Sprint, and um, the, uh, T-Mobile actually took them over within the last year. But uh, Sprint was amazing when you were actually in coverage or when, you're, when you actually have service. But how many of you guys know that's one of the most frustrating things ever if you're watching a YouTube video, if you're on a call with somebody, and all of a sudden just your, your cell phone just drops, right? Hashtag Kentlands. <laughs> and it's, it's so frustrating. And so what do, we, what do we do? We usually take our phone. Yeah. And if you're a millennial, you'll, you'll know to put it on airplane mode first. Give it, give it about 30 seconds or so. Lance, you know what's up. And then if it's still not working, what do we do? It's not over here. Maybe I'll go over here. And I may or may not admit to it, but sometimes we even stumble because we're not looking where we're going. Right? And so this is actually an illustration of what's going on on the inside of us when we don't know Jesus. Whether you know it or not, this is an illustration of what's going on the inside of you when you actually don't know Jesus. And so, um, more specifically, what you're really searching for is a relationship with Jesus. What you're really searching after is that, that salvation that Jesus gives. And so, the, the first thought I wanted to give you when it comes to knowing Jesus is you have to accept Jesus. Accept Jesus. More particularly, accept him as Lord. And we'll unpack that here in just a moment. Um, It says here in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, Romans chapter 10, verse 9, it says that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
Amen? So what a, what a powerful verse here. It says that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord, and when we, when we hear the word Lord, it's like, man, like, what is that? Like, we never use it nowadays often, right? It's like an old English term. Lord simply means your master. Lord simply means someone that you listen to, you take guidance from, you obey. And oftentimes in, your, in our faith walk, what do we do? It's, it's we accept Jesus, but we're still making our own decisions. We're still navigating on, on, through life through our own accord. And an illustration is like if you're driving in a car and you see Jesus on the side of the road and you're like, you know what? I can dig you, Jesus. Why don't you get in, why don't you get in the car? Why don't you get in the passenger seat? And we just steer through our lives. But how many of you guys know it doesn't work that way? How it works is if you actually put the car in park, you take out the keys, you actually get out the car, you toss Jesus the keys, and you say, Jesus, wherever you're taking me, Lord, I'm going to go. Jesus, wherever you're leading me, it's the best thing for me. Take control of my life. And so that's what it means to make Jesus as Lord, to make him master. It says here in verse 10, for it's by believing in your heart that you were made right with God. And it's by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. And so if you're taking notes, faith is the only step for salvation, but it's our first step in our relationship with God. Faith is the only step for salvation, but it's our first step in our relationship with God. And so, like I said, it's not about works. You can't be good enough. You can't come to Sunday enough. You can't serve enough. But it's simply through the fact that you believe in Jesus, you made him Lord, that we will be saved. So it's not about rules. It's not about a religion, but it's about relationship. And that's the kind of God that we serve is that he wants relationship with us. And so maybe you're sitting here right now and you're on the fence. You're like, you know what? I, I, I kind of know the story of Jesus, and I kind of believe that he's God, but I'm not fully there yet, and that's okay, because the, the hopes is that when you continue to come on a Sunday, you're going to get that breakthrough that you need. So I'd encourage you guys, if you're on the fence right now, to be consistent on a Sunday, to be consistent on a Sunday. Why? Well, number one, you're going to have worship. We're going to get a chance to worship with one another. And the Bible says that worship is such a supernatural thing. Uh, I'll give you some context. Before the fall, before uh, God casted out Satan, what was Satan's role in heaven? He was the music director. He was the choir director, right? He was in charge of worship. But the Bible says that when iniquity, iniquity when pride rose up on him, God cast him out. And so guess what he's not doing anymore? He's not worshiping. And so what area in your life do you think he's going to attack? It's your worship, right? He's going to attack that area in your life of your worship. And why is he attacking it? It's because it's so powerful. It's so supernatural. It's breakthrough happens occur. You get revelation. God imparts something to you. And maybe it's throughout the week and you're having a hard time. All of a sudden, something hits like, I will experience the blessing of God in the land of the living, in the land of the living, right? So that's what happens when you get into worship. And another thing to be consistent on a Sunday is the word of God is shared, don't you love that about church? Every single Sunday, the word of God is shared here from, from the stage, from our, from our pastors. And you know, the Bible talks about how the word is, is life in our lives. It's like water. And one thing about water is that it washes us, it cleanses us. And so maybe you don't know too much about Jesus, but the hopes is that when you come here to church, every single Sunday, you get little by little more water, more water, and it slowly starts to cleanse you. And our hope is that some, someday things will just click. And I don't know about you, but uh, for me, sometimes I'm very fascinated about how the human body works, uh, our biology. And did you guys know that one of the worst things that you can do for your body when you're extremely dehydrated 
is to chug down water super fast, yeah. right? If you're out in the desert, that's the worst thing you can do is just grab a big water and chug it. What do you have to do? You have to take small sips at a time to eventually to a point where you can handle that a, a much amount of water. And so that's really what's going on here on a Sunday is that, you know, opening up the word, you may not know everything right away, but you're getting small sips. But the goal is for you not to stay there, right? But the goal is for you is to learn to receive that life-giving water that Jesus promised us in John chapter 4. Come on, you put your hands together. That. Life-giving water. And, you know, just a, a short story for me when I first gave my, my life to Jesus um, any chance that I got, I was opening up the Word of God. Because if you really want to know who Jesus is, the, the logical thing to do is to follow his story, right? And so if you're new to the things of faith, I'd encourage you to start in the book of Matthew. And so the Bible is broken up into two segments. You have the Old Testament that was before Jesus came, and then you have the New Testament. Um, that's when Jesus came, and Matthew is the first book of the good news of Christ. And I don't know if, uh, if you guys out there, but, you know, some of you guys in, in seasons and past, like, I, have, I hate reading. Like, any book that, that is in front of me, like, I just, I just go, go to sleep. And so I encourage you, uh, thank God for the technology that we, are, we have today. Is on your phone. There's a Bible app. Go to the app store, type in Bible. And I think it's the first one that pops up. And what's cool about it is that it actually reads to you if you don't want to read the Word of God. So I remember any chance that I got when I first gave my life to Christ, I would plug in my, my headphones and... You know, at that time, the AirPods didn't come out, so what you had to do is you had to put the wire through the shirt, because I'd be working, and I wouldn't want people to know that I'd, I'd, be, I'd be listening to the Word of God, right? And so, uh, listen to the Word of God. I recommend the ESV version. I just love that version. It's because the man's voice just sounds like God. Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Like, how can you say no to that, right? Like, yes, sign me up. And so that's your first step, is to accept Christ, the most important step. All right? So let's go on to the, the, the second chair on over here. So maybe you accepted Christ, you accepted Jesus, and you're, you're walking with him now. But if you're sitting in this category, in this group, you still feel a little bit lonely. There, there's people around you, but you still feel a void and emptiness. You're not in community. Maybe you have a thousand followers on your Facebook and your Instagram, but you're lonely. Well, the next step that you have to take for that true life is to build relationships. Everybody say it with me, build relationships. You know, God designed us to be in relationships. God designed us to be in community. And if you guys have read through the Genesis story, you know God made the earth and he'd said, everything was good, everything was, is, is amazing, is good. Do you know the first thing that God said that was not good? He said, it's not good for man to be alone, right? right? It's not good for man to be alone. And so here at Highlight Church, we really believe that life change, true life happens in the context of relationship. Life change happens in the context of relationships. Think about it this way. If I were to ask you right now, what was the last three sermon series and what was the last three points of last Sunday's message? It would probably take you a minute to think about it, right? And you might hit one or two. But if I were to ask you, think of three people who either positively or negatively impacted your life, it will take you less than three seconds. Am I right? Why? It's because life change happens in the context of relationships. And it's just not about any, any relationships or, or just random people. But you want to surround yourself with godly people. 
And so you may be sitting in this room right now, or you're sitting in the seat, and that's you, and you're like, you know what? I do have people around me, but I'm still facing some of the same struggles, some of the same obstacles in my life. Well, perhaps you need to find people who are godly, who are pursuing Jesus, who are pursuing things of the faith, and you want to begin to build relationships with them. And so the first thought with here with build relationships is you want to build relationship with a small group. You want to build relationship with the small groups. And so uh, here at Highlight Church, we call our small groups light groups. Right? We call a small group light groups. And I know oftentimes coming to church, if you're new, if you've been here before, on Sundays, it feels like just so many people come and go, boom, 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 out in the lobby. And for me, I'm a natural introvert. And like, I get claustrophobic when there's so many people around. And when the lobby fills up, what do I do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head straight out to my car, right? But you guys want to know what the vehicle is to make the church feel smaller? It's small groups, right? That's how God designed the church to be, Acts chapter 2, right? They, they met in the temple, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, broke bread, prayed, and they met in each other's home to, to, to get together. And so we want to model that as well because light groups allow you to connect with great people and to grow in your faith. Light groups allow you to connect with great people and grow in your faith. Hebrews 10.25 says this, And do not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another now that the day of his return is drawing near. All right? I love the Bible because it's so specific. It says that, hey, what you need to do is you need to make it a priority not to neglect the meeting together, not to put on the back burner of I'm going to go on a small group a a different week or I'm going to go to church a, a, a different time. But the Bible specifically says, get together, gather together in church what a time it is right now for the need to be surrounded by godly people. Yes or no, 2020 was a, such a different year for us of, of what happened, right? And we're still feeling the effects of today. So I encourage you guys, the, the vehicle that God's going to use to help you through that season is small groups. Why? Because the verse says this, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And so when you encounter small groups, when you go to small groups, it's all centered around encouragement in your life. You're going to get people around you that's going to support you, that's going to walk with you, that's going to just navigate life with you. And uh, I want to touch base on just the power of groups, right? What's the power of groups? Number one, you're going to find healing in your life. You're going to find healing in your life. As we discussed before, when you first give your life to Jesus, you know, you may be broken, you may be struggling, you're, you're going through something. But guess what, what God uses to bring healing? It's people, right? James chapter 5, verse 16 says this. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And so I love that verse because the Bible lets us know to open up, confess on what's going on, speak on what's going on to your season. Why? So that you're going to find that healing that you need. And so don't think of it as a weird thing. As like, man, like, I'm going to go to this group, and I'm going to just tell them about what I'm going through right now, and it's just going to be weird. Well, I, I like to put this thought as that we already do this already, but we open up to the wrong people in our lives that give us the wrong advice, that gives us the, the, the wrong direction. But when you actually surround yourself with people that are rooted in the Word, that are rooted in church, that are rooted in Jesus, they're going to bring that healing that you need. So God uses people to bring your healing. All right, and the second thing that I wanted to uh, talk to you about, about the power of groups is you're going to find support. So you're going to find healing, you're going to find support. 
So just yesterday, I was actually here in the building, and I was kind of like prepping for the message, and I'm like, God, like how many ways can I actually say like they're going to get breakthrough in light groups? I'm like, just help me out here. And all of a sudden, I get a ding on my phone, and I'm like, all right, who's, who's texting me now? So I pull it up. It's actually one of our light group leaders that reached out, and the light group leader said, you know, Pastor Chow, I had such an amazing time at Light Group today. I had to tell somebody. I had to reach out, and I had to let you know. It says that I actually had an individual who signed up for groups for the first time and never been to groups before, and just so much breakthrough that that individual had because as he was speaking, as he was just saying what he was going through, turns out that in a previous season, I was going through the same thing myself. I was going through the same struggle, but yet I found ways, I found handles on how to navigate that time, that season. So I would encourage you, that's the benefit of, of joining a small group, is you're going to find other people that may be in the same season that you're going through, or you're going to find leaders, you're going to find people that have been through that season already, but they've gotten handles on how to navigate, on how, on how to get through that time and that season. And another uh, story I wanted to share with you is just this semester, currently right now, we had a, a light group participant just in a difficult season. This individual was having to move or, or, or starting to move out of their place, and they couldn't afford a bed. Guess who showed up? Wow. Guess who rallied around them? It was the small group. It was the small group participants, the members in the groups, right? And so I encourage you guys with this. Don't wait until a bad situation comes to look for people to be supported but you want to start building that godly relationship now so when the waves and the winds and the tide comes, you'll have someone to support you in that time. And I want to let you know a little bit of my story as well, too. It's like, guess where I met Chris at? Chris Condro, the guy who's hosting. Guess where I met Pastor Josh at? It was a small group, right? So your future best friends could be in a group that you have yet to sign up for. Amen? Come on. So I want to challenge you in this season, if you're not plugged into a group, it's not too late. Uh, currently, right now, we're having our light group spring semester going on uh, for the next five weeks. And what's great about it is you can jump in at any time because it's message-based, it's discussions from a Sunday, so you're not missing out on anything. Chances are there's a group, there's a time and a location that will work for you. And, you know, for me, I, I just always praise God for, for light groups because it's just been so impactful in my life. And you need people around you that tell you you got some spinach in your teeth, right? So don't wait. Sign up and uh, just receive that breakthrough that, that God's trying to give you. All right. So that's the second one. And this third and this final category right now. So maybe you know Jesus. You're, you're walking with the Lord. You're plugged into groups. So you, you know some people at the church. But if you're in this category, if you're in this seat, it feels like you're just going through the motions. It feels like you're just going to groups, you're going to church. There's no passion in your life, and you just feel stagnant. So what's the, what's the next step for you? Well, the next step for you is to make a difference. Everybody say it after me. Make a difference. Make a difference. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's masterpiece. I love that. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. And I just want to help you kind of like just digest that verse, the good things. Chances are this good things is serving other people, enriching other people, blessing other people. 
And it says that, that he planned for us long ago. And if you remember, when we first used uh, the first Proverbs verse, it says that when people don't know God's plans, what happens? We stumble through life, right? And so when you say yes to Jesus, you've now started on a journey, and he wants you to make a difference, to step into your purpose. And more oftentimes than not, we're, we're, we're using our gifts to chase after the things that may not necessarily fulfill us. Right? And just the idea of gifts, I wanted to bring this to your, your attention. First Peter 4.10, it says that God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve. Everybody say serve. Serve, serve one another. And so you may already have discovered some type of gift that you have already. God wired you a certain way, a specific way. But you're, you're, you're using that gift, but you're not finding fulfillment. And so where the disconnect is, we need to get you into the right environments to use those gifts. And so here at Highlight Church, to, to make that difference, to step into that good thing, so that good works, we want to encourage you to become a superhero. Become a superhero. On our online family, you can do this as well. We have our online teams that are talking with people, that connect with people. So no matter where you're at, you can, you can step up as well. And one thing that I wanted to ask you here is, uh, is, a, is a question. It's actually two questions. I want to ask yourself this rhetorically. What can you do well? Think about it. What can you do well? And how can God use you to serve? What can you do well, and how can God use you, use that gift to serve? And so uh, earlier this morning was kind of cool. Chris was uh, here for our rally, and he shared something that I didn't know yet, but I guess on, on Google review, someone at four in the morning posted up a review about us as a church, and the first thing that the person said was, man, everyone in this church was smiling. All the volunteers, all the superheroes were smiling. Come on, we can celebrate that. Come on. I see you, Memo. True. <laughs> all of you guys who laugh know, know it's Memo's uh, voice. True. But yes, like, even if you can smile, God can use you to serve in the church. People are having a bad day. You never know what's going on on the weekend. Just a smile can impact someone's life. Some of you guys love kids. You guys get energetic when you're around kids. Well, I'll let you know, we have an amazing kids team over there. Krizia, everyone, is a kids director. Give it up for her. Yeah. You know, just speaking of kids, uh, so on our trip to Delaware, uh, you know, we were in the hotel, and, you know, we're getting ready to get to leave and, and what have you. And Krizia uh, was watching a TV show, and I guess it was Mari that was on. And I've never seen Mari before, ever. And I'm listening to it. I'm like, Krizia, what are you watching? Like, what is going on here? So much drama. And before you know it, my eyes were was glued to the screens. It was like 15 minutes, and I'm so intrigued. And so if you may or may not have seen the show, the, the, the host is like, you are the father, or you are not the father. Will we ever seen Elena Tran, my baby? I am saying she is 100% my daughter, without a shadow of a doubt. That's my baby. So where was I? Kids. Yes, our kids team. We need you. All right. God has wired you for such a creativity. Uh, he's wired you to be good with, with, with tech. Well, we need you on the production team. Maybe you've gone through some military training or, or, or some law enforcement background. You know, we have a campus safety team that ensures we have safety here every single Sunday. And maybe you're speaking to yourself, well, you know, Pastor Chow, like, I'm pretty shy. I'm not good with computers. I hate kids and I can't sing. Well, you can show somebody to their seats, right? You can show somebody and usher them to their seats. So no matter where you're at, no matter how God has wired you to be, God can use you to make an impact, to make a difference. Come on, put your hands together. 
And what I love, one of the things that I love about becoming a superhero is you now entered into a process. You've entered into uh, an environment that is conducive for just your, your, your spiritual growth. How do I know that? Because when, when, you, when you get to become a superhero, we place you on a team, right? Our, 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 our uh, super steps happens through, through different, two different weeks. We tell you a little about our culture, and we learn more about your gifts and aptitudes. And from there, we place you on a team that um, we think is best, and we want to hear your opinion as well. But once you get placed on that team, you're going to be surrounded with people that are serving alongside you. You're going to get a team leader that's going to help lead you. There's a director over that department, and then there's a pastor. And what we, what we do is we have a system called Connect and Care, where the hopes is that every single week you're getting a touch, at least from your team leader, your director, your pastor, just to make sure you're doing okay, that you have everything that you need. And it's simply because you're, you're, you're a superhero, we can really just give you that, that, that blessing over your life, right? So uh, uh, become a superhero. And I want to encourage you guys here that when you actually do become a superhero, you're saying yes to something that's bigger than yourself. You're saying yes to something that is just beyond what you can ask, think, or imagine. And I love uh, our story here at Highlight Church because God has given our pastors, Pastor Joshua and Pastor Kyra, just the vision to just spread the name of Jesus, to spread out over the state of Maryland. So the vision for this church, the vision for this house is 20 campuses in the future in 20 locations. Come on. And so there's more people to reach. There's more people to impact. Why? Because not a lot of people out there already has maybe made that first step of knowing Jesus. And we get to play a special part in bringing that good news to people. And how can you say no to that? Right? Life change is happening. Breakthroughs are occurred. And you just see people blossom. Right? Those who are planted in the house of our God will flourish in the courts. So just be a part of something that's, that's bigger than yourselves. And I'm, I'm willing to bet that through the process, you're going to find that hope. And you're going to find that healing that you need. Jason, you can come and close me out. And uh, last thought I wanted to give you today as we, as we bring this to a close is that maybe, maybe you're doing all these things already. Maybe you know Jesus, you're building a relationship, and you're, you're a superhero. But there's just still something in this season that you can't quite put your finger, finger on right now. And I wanted to share this verse with you because I was asking God, like, God, like, how do I support people that are, are doing all this, but they just need something. And he brought it to my attention, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 through 36. It says this, do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord, but remember, remember the great reward it brings you, patient endurance, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. I love that passage just because I I hope that that speaks to you today, is that if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling like you're just doing all these things, God's saying what you need is endurance. God's calling you to remember all the good things that he's promised us as we serve other people, as we spread the good news of Christ, that what we're building up, the Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. That's what Jesus says. So you're building something that's eternal, more fulfilling. And my heart for you today is to get a new grip with your tired hands, strengthen your feeble knees, 
so that people around you will not grow weak. Amen? And so, church, we also wanted to give this time to, to give you that invitation. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus before in your life. Maybe today the Holy Spirit, something was tugging in your heart, in your mind. You're saying, you know what? I can't wait any longer. I know this Jesus thing. I've been, I've been navigating. I've been on the fence. But today I have to do something. And so we want to give you this opportunity to accept Jesus as Lord. And so what we're going to do is we're going to ask you to bow your heads right now and close your eyes. And if you've never accepted Jesus in your life before, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And church, what I want to do is I want you to pray alongside your people that may have not prayed this prayer for the first time. So repeat after me. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. On the third day, you rose to life. I make you Lord of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Make me new. Give me purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, still with your eyes closed and your head, head bowed, what I want to do is I want to allow you this moment right now to actually make that move, to actually publicly declare that you've given your life to him. Or maybe you're turning back. With every eyes closed, every head bowed, if you prayed that prayer right now, and that's your heart posture, we need you to raise your hand. Hallelujah. God bless you. 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 Praise God. God, I thank you for the people that raised up their hands today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just empower them in this moment. Start a new journey in their lives. Allow them, God, to see your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Church, come on, put your hands together. Salvation has occurred in this house. Hallelujah. And so before you leave here today, guys, on the way out, the ushers team, people are going to be outside the superheroes, they're going to have this black card. Take this card before you leave. Every single next step that you need to take can be found on this QR code. Scan it with your phone, and you can sign up for that next steps that, that is in your faith walk. But church, it was a privilege to be with you guys again here today. Look forward to seeing you guys in Super Steps. Have a good one.